There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, hello again, friends, and welcome to the Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show. Tim McKernan and Dan McLaughlin, our voiceover guy, uh, mm-hmm. Dan, is off camera. He is yeah, off he, camera. Yeah, he just left, but he did a great job. He is I, yeah, really good. Really good, and uh, really sets the stage. Good. He does. Yeah. For our, uh, really good guy too. Our, and he's a really he's a gentleman. Yeah, he's, he's got he's, a future in this business. I he, wouldn't mind seeing him call a couple games with you this year. I think, I, I I think be, he comes I, in. He just he, he maybe for one of those Marlins trips. Really relaxes you. <laughs> I've noticed that it, he's able to because uh, I get nervous. <laughs> Absolutely, I know uh, we both are. Caller Dan gets nervous. Yes, he does. Um, and uh, voiceover seemingly nervous as well. Voiceover Dan is uh, <laughs> also, but he left, and uh, we pay him work. a few bucks. He comes in, kind of settles everything down, yep. and. I noticed uh, our crew was a little nervous, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He just, Roderick uh, in particular. Yeah, he yeah. just uh, kind of calms things down, and we nice. get set. Yeah. And, of course, you're dressed up again, again. and I am, and, again. and here That's we go. actually already in the chat. Is Tim dressed appropriately yeah. today? And yeah. the answer, of course, is no. But we also are discussing how much I bench press in the chat. So you're welcome to join in yeah. on the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, we are on Twitter, and we are on YouTube, and you can subscribe to all the channels and enjoy the fun and games. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, an audio clip that we have here right out of the gate from the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios, and that is a conversation that you had with Ken Rosenthal um, for Scoops with Danny Mac. Gratuitous plug, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely, got to do you. that. Yeah. And uh, right when you sent it over, I was like, ooh, I want to listen to this because I want to hear what he has to say. And yeah. Why don't you uh, let the people know what the conversation was on because this is something that I think a lot of people are intrigued by right now. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know most people around baseball and certainly fans were, I think, fired up when they heard that Manny Machado was offered, the reports were, seven years, 175. So what, 25 uh, million per. Um, and so the conversation had to do with Ken Rosenthal. Um, first of all, it was about the Cardinals and just general thoughts about that. Then later in the interview it was just about some of the things that he wrote about today in the athletic, which was uh, maybe the brewing storm between the players association and MLB. And if you want me to, I'll, I'll jump oh, yeah. into the soundbite here and then we'll get some of the, fa- the, the reaction of those, uh, that are uh, watching our program, but I asked Ken Rosenthal about five years, 175, and what it means for not only him, what it means for the marketplace, and then just uh, in general his reaction to hearing what might be five years, one uh, uh, or whatever it was, seven years, seven one, years 175, right. and 25 uh, per. And let's yeah. uh, hear what uh, Ken had to say about that potential. Testimony was refuted by his agent, who said that report was inaccurate. Now, I had heard the same number. I had heard seven for 175 actually over the weekend. Could not confirm it. It's very difficult to confirm offers on both sides in the middle of a free agent negotiation. Teams and agents generally don't want this stuff out there. And one reason they don't want it out there is because it's constantly changing. Seven 175 one day might turn into eight 200 the next day. And sometimes we're behind in our reporting. We'll hear things, and then it doesn't prove to be true. So I didn't report that number, even though I did hear it. And in situations like that, I'm going to want it from multiple places and each side. It's too important. But 
is it reasonable to assume that Machado and Harper are not getting the offers they want? Yes, it is reasonable to assume that because they're not signed. And the question is, where exactly are they going to end up? And that's another reason why I don't love reporting on offers unless I really have it solid. Because an offer is just an offer. And if we're talking about any listener out there, Dan, and he works for an employer where he's in the ability, has the ability to negotiate, and that employer offers him X, and then they continue talking, and, and then they go to Y, and then they go to Z. Now, not all of us are in this position where we can do this. I get it. I'm just giving an example. Then what matters is the end point, not the beginning or middle point. Now, it does matter in the beginning if the offer is 175, it's going to be awfully hard to get beyond 325, you would think. But that's just one team. And there are other teams in the mix, and there are other teams in the mix for Harper besides the Phillies. So we just kind of have to be patient and wait and see how this thing plays out. And as for that report, we don't know what exactly Machado has been offered. We don't know if 175 is accurate right now. We don't know if it was accurate at one time. We don't know if it was inaccurate entirely. It's kind of tough to have a feel for exactly what is going on. Kenny, it's interesting. Um, when fans hear that, they say, and especially in a baseball town like St. Louis, they say, man, if that's true, boy, the Cardinals should be jumping on that, whether it's Harper or Machado. Um, in your dealings with agents or teams, um, do you find that sometimes then teams hear that and they say, you know what, we better do some digging? Or do they know those numbers and they say, ah, it's just – it's hogwash. You know what? That that's no, not right. One of the concerns, Dan. One of the concerns agents have is when a number like that gets out, teams huddle around that number and believe, okay, we don't have to go any further. So, if for instance you have the Hope Diamond and it's worth seventy million, you want to auction it off on a blind auction. An agent made this analogy to me this morning. You've got the Hope Diamond. You've got a $30 million blind offer and you've got a $70 million blind offer, right? Two different people value it two different ways. If it gets out that the one offer is $30 million, the guy who bid 70 in a public forum would what bid what? What, 31, 32? That's why this can be damaging. And yes, teams do look to take advantage. And that is why the CBA prohibits either side from publicly talking about offers because it does affect the marketplace. It's a serious thing in their minds, and they're not wrong about it. Do you find that other teams want to jump in now, maybe? I don't know. There are always teams, Dan, hanging on the periphery. And let's just forget the offer part of it for a minute, just the 175 part and whether that was accurate or not. Let's talk about the fact that this has lingered on so long for both guys. That alone is going to bring other teams into the mix or at least ask the question. Those teams will ask the question, hey, what's going on? What will it take for us to get in? So, yes, the longer this lingers, if there is a mystery team out there, a team that wants to jump in and make a high-dollar short-term offer or maybe even a long-term offer, sure, that possibility exists. Now, I know where you're getting with this. You're going to, are the Cardinals going to jump in? (laughs) I believe if the numbers drop or it seems that a short-term deal is the better way to go for these players simply because that's how they get the highest average annual value. 
then it won't just be the Cardinals who are in. It will be a number of other teams as well. It's a free-for-all at that point. So my guess is still the Phillies get one of these guys, and I don't know where the other one goes. Maybe it's the White Sox. Maybe it's some other team. I don't know. But we still have a little bit more to – well, not maybe a little bit. Maybe a lot more to play out here. And we're back. All right, I really enjoyed that uh, exchange there. A couple of things that – I think we can dig into and we welcome people to post their comments watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter uh, with reaction to what Ken Rosenthal had to say there, Dan. Um, one thing that I am intrigued by is the discussion of offers and the way this has been reported and Dan Lozano, Manny Machado's agent, uh, being critical. Specifically, he named Buster Only and Bob Nightingale. But I know for the people watching this, the interest is the Cardinals and that's the, the way that you and Ken finished off the conversation. Yeah. Should the market fall back, would the Cardinals get involved? I don't think they would. Um, and the reason I would say that, and Manny Machado is a great player, but where would he play? And people would say, who cares? Right. You know, figure it out. Uh, and I understand that, too. Um, my, my position would be is that you'd have to shift clearly – uh, you're talking about then DeYoung going to third, then Carpenter goes to right field, Dexter Fowler, where does he go? You owe him a lot of money. You're still having to pay Manny Machado a ton of money. Then he'd have to eat the salary of, of Dexter Fowler. I, I don't see the Cardinals doing that. Now, I, I never say never. I mean, things can always change, Tim. And as Ken pointed out, um, you're not talking about a contract with length. You're talking about a situation in which – the average annual value would go up. So a shorter length, um, and then obviously the dollars would go up. I've always been under the understanding, at least in my mind, um, if they were going to go after either one of those guys, uh, Harper would be the guy. Um, And we're still unsure as to when that might happen. But really interesting stuff, in my mind, with Rosenthal talking about you know, not only the Cardinals, but also the rest of Major League Baseball. The fact that those numbers leaked, they shouldn't be leaking. Um, and we just don't know. Yeah. And and here we are, February 10th is the first day, uh, basically, when pitchers and catchers report and they're on the field by the 11th. That's not far away. Right. And most of those players, you know, pitchers and catchers, that's when they have to be there. Most players, not all. I mean, there's maybe one or two that don't show up um on that date and i mean position players most of them are in camp by that time um it's it's not a comfortable feeling i'm sure if you're manny machado or bryce harper not to be in camp with somebody and not to have a contract by this time it's it's uncomfortable you got to know your teammates you want to know the team that you're you're with you want to get your family settled in that in that spot now i mean i say it's uncomfortable yeah they're gonna make a ton of money i mean we're talking about a guy that's just been offered reportedly $25 million a year. I mean, you'll be comfortable, believe me. But still, you want to get this settled. That team that he's going to go to wants to get it settled. Um, but at this point in time in the season, in, in the the off season, um, guys like to have this settled. And by the way, there's 200 other guys that don't have teams right now. So it's really an interesting time right now in baseball. So with Harper specifically, he wasn't mentioned in this report by Buster only with the seven years, $175 million, but he also is still blowing in the wind. Um, Bryce Harper and the Cardinals is something that a lot of people were talking about. We were talking about it with John Mazalak back yeah. in, in November. Is that just something that, Absolutely, just uh, you know. I, I don't think so. I mean, again, I, I'll go back to if 
the dollars and the well, if the years came way down. And what do you think their comfort zone on years would actually be? Probably five or six. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, if if we're talking Armageddon in three years, which I don't buy into yet. I, I know Ben Fredrickson wrote a really interesting article um, last weekend, and I think Ben does just an incredible job. Oh, he's outstanding. On, yeah. Um, and I'm not buying into that yet, that we're going to have labor tr- uh, strife in three years. I, I think there's a lot of things that need to be dealt with between the Players Association and Major League Baseball. I'm not buying into the fact that we're going to see uh, a work stoppage yet. I, I think there's just too much money in the game at this point, and many of the players that we're talking about now have never dealt with a work stoppage. So I'm not buying into that yet. I think there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. Um, but if we were talking about the fact that hey, it was clear-cut, and we're going to have a work stoppage, and that Harper and these guys are saying, you know what, I'm going to get the most I can in three years because we know we're not going to play, then yeah, then I think then the Cardinals or somebody would go after it and say, let's just blow it out and give these guys what they want in three years. I I don't see that happening. Your questions, your thoughts on the topic are welcome. Uh, We have the viewer chat line open. It's sponsored by Triad Bank. And you can watch on YouTube, on Facebook Live, and on Periscope Sorry, I use my via Twitter. I like the readers, though. I think I, it's a sharp, I gotta sophisticated look. I can't look, see, man. And I like it. Especially I just can't see lined right up now. to me, and it looks like I'm going to go uh, rob a bank here at, uh, when we're done with the broadcast. So well, and, and who knows? Maybe maybe that could be up my, well, up my sleeve. Hey, uh, I like NPRD. Sure and I like we, we, as NPRD. We're talking banks. We're talking about uh, our, our sponsor, Triad. We don't want to rob them, We're not going to rob them. No, let's just not throw that out there. Just not going to do that. Uh, Triad Bank is online at triadbanking.com, triadbanking.com. Jim Rigna, we made reference to him, or our voiceover Dan made reference to him. Uh, uh, but he's out the, the door. But he's already left. Yes, he has. Uh, so uh, Triad Banking is sponsor of our viewer chat line. Commercial bank run by St. Louisans who have been doing it for a very long time and doing it well because the reputation is impeccable. They're online at triadbanking.com when Dan and I started our venture we made sure that we set up our business at triad bank we recommend that you do as well the clients love the various events throughout the year where they can meet and network with other local business owners if you have a st louis based business we recommend you do business with triad bank that's online at triadbanking.com all business bankers who are lifelong st louisans who are focused on their st louis based clients they're just not your typical banker and they're not your typical bank it's triad bank online at triad banking Com. Now, the other part of the first part of your exchange with Ken Rosenthal, and again, you can hear the entire conversation on Scoops with Danny Mack, um, focused on the criticism from Machado's agent, Dan Lozano, who mm-hmm. many Cardinal fans may remember as Albert Pujols' agent, right. and the way with which that was reported that Machado received a seven-year, $175 million offer from the White Sox, and Lozano was adamant that that was false. Right. Uh, and I thought Ken's conversation with you, Dan, was... Um, eye-opening and that he tries to avoid talking about yeah that was interesting wasn't it um and i understand if i'm dan lozano and i'm manny's agent uh or scott boris with bryce harper and numbers come out i get it i mean that's your leverage right Mm -hmm. um and if that comes out i can totally understand why he'd be upset and that is part of the rules that you know you don't um you know you don't want that out there because all of a sudden other teams can jump in so uh which is good um but the point that he was trying to make was if if that's the numbers out there, um, that's frustrating for his agent I, or for yeah. his client, I would guess. So uh, that's not supposed to be out there. And um, 
Look, if it's 175, the, the, the one thing I think if you're Dan Lozano, you say, well, if it's 175 and it's out there, that means the pool of other teams probably jump in, which is what Ken Rosenthal was, was saying as well. Um, the other part of that, though, is, man, uh, his client was looking at $300 million. Yeah. You know, That was kind of like the, the benchmark, right? Everybody's saying, well, he's going to get $300 million in 10 years, and, and that's where the starting points are for, for these contracts. At least that's what I was hearing, and I think you were reading about it as well, and that's what everybody was talking about. Um, but that's not it. And I think what what we're, we're seeing right now, um, at least what I'm, I'm taking away from what I'm seeing – is that it's really interesting is how far teams are below the tax threshold that has been set by the Players Association and agreed to by the Players Association with Major League Baseball. And I mentioned this in the interview with Ken Rosenthal, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I did a lot of numbers coming into our um, our conversation with my conversation with Ken and with you, and I can look them up maybe as we go along. But there are a lot of teams, Tim, that are well below the tax threshold, and they're teams that not only that were above it last year, like the World Sox, uh, World Sox, the Red Sox that won the World right. Series, they were above it, and now are trying to get below it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it tells me is that, uh, you know, either you got to start bringing that up the floor, and then maybe you know bringing it down or, or advancing it on the other end. And there's a lot of things that you have in between. So what you're looking at is that that second tier player that, you know, Machado and Harper probably are going to get their money. And then you're looking at all these different guys. Like, look at those 200 free agents that aren't yeah. getting their money. Yeah. Uh, that's surprising to me. And But that's that's agreed to by the Player Association. So they've got to do their due diligence, too, and realize that they've got to work hard in this next negotiation and figure out how to make this work for them and the owners. I mean, it's a it's a business right now that is flush in cash, and if it does happen to have a work stoppage, man, oh, man, you cannot have that. And the difference from the last time to this time, you're going to be talking about a minimum salary of a player that's going to be around $600,000. You're talking about a work stoppage? Yeah. You can't have that kind yeah. of stuff. So. Um, getting back to the the point that you were talking about, I just think that there are things that can be done to make this work on both sides, um, that the lower end guy is going to get paid. The higher end guy may not be getting the money that he expects, but everybody's going to be getting paid. Everybody's going to be making money, but the players association, I guess it was back in 15 or 16, agreed to these rules and the owners for the most part are playing within them. And, Mm -hmm. And you're hearing collusion, you're hearing different things that are out there, Hey, they the players agree to some of these things, so it's it, there's may, there may be fault on both sides on this. I uh, regarding specifically the Cardinals and where things could line up for them with with all of these free agents that are out there and in the other. I do think of some of them could fall to them. Yes, right. Is that when Harper and when Machado go, whenever that is, that will be. I would imagine the dominoes that that everybody is standing exactly. on the sidelines waiting. Yes. Here is something that I, I, I wonder about this, um, and Derek Gould proposed this theory, uh, and and I'm I'm anxious to discuss it here and is see what the people one that, watching uh, it. right here that I would imagine. Yeah, we're looking okay. at the same thing. So thoughts on Derek Gould's theory that the Cardinals are positioned to blow up the team if all fails this season based on no long term no. contracts on the books. No. And do you agree with not signing Harper to a long term deal, take money and opt outs out of it? Is it a mistake to miss out on a talent like Harper? 
Ozuna Goldschmidt could be gone at the season's end. Uh, your thoughts on that? I welcome people to comment on it as well. We're going to discuss it right here. So right away, before I even got to the second part of it, Dan, you were saying no, 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 no. Well, no. I... First of all, I, I don't want to comment on Derek's theory because I haven't heard Derek say that. So I don't know if that is indeed his theory. Um, I would say this. The Cardinals have so much invested to be competitive that I think they'll stay competitive. I mean, they've, they're they building a lot around being competitive with what they have with Ballpark Village and another phase. It wouldn't make sense to me that they wouldn't want to stay competitive to make sure that they have three million plus fans coming to the ballpark. Am I wrong with that or... I'd have to understand what Derek's theory is before I could comment on what he's saying. You'd have to inform me more about that. So inform me. Oh, well, no, I'm. I'm. This was posted in the chat. It was not okay. my theory. Okay. Okay. So um, my premise has always been that they want to be not only competitive. I think they they're trying to win. Um, so I don't agree with that. I think that they want to be competitive every year, and it's not just me being a rights holder. I think it, the proof has been in the pudding that they've been pretty darn well, there's competitive a, there's every a year. There's a sample size of, of yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I don't agree with that, and I don't want to take words that I haven't read or heard from Derek and say, well, that's what he's saying. So I, I'm sorry right. to the person that said this. I just don't know. No. So what I would say is the answer that both of us have gotten um, Dan and I got it from John Mazalak when we did our show with him at the Improv Shop. Uh, Bill DeWitt told me this when he was on my podcast, and that is uh, that the Cardinals value exactly what you were just saying, and that is to make sure that they are competitive no every year. Now, that's what they have done. Uh, so I, I would also be curious. I don't know if Derek wrote about this or if this was an interview, uh, but I'm legitimately curious about it. Uh, so along those lines specifically – that's the reason that they have given for being hesitant to commit to any form of a monster long-term contract that they are now hedging by essentially putting in a healthy percentage, debating you know what percentage it would be, about 20 to 30% of your payroll possibly on one player, that that is then really leveraging your chances of being well, competitive should that player not be healthy. Now, I really would like to see them be active on Bryce Harper. And I realize there are a number of people um, who already, and it's fine, I'm not, I'm not chastising fans who are doing this, but who already are saying, you know, the Cardinals went cheap this year again. Um, and, and again, it's just, it's just something philosophically I personally disagree with, but I know it's out there, so I think it would be disingenuous to not have that conversation um, as part of the way the fan base, part of the fan base is thinking but that the Cardinals are hesitant to make a move and commit those types of dollars for a, uh, a free agent because they don't want to put themselves in a spot where if that guy doesn't perform, that now their ability to be competitive year in, year out is, is really blown up. They like to remain flexible. But for fans, I think fans want to see them go out and get one of those players uh, and even if you get a guy of the caliber of Goldschmidt, it doesn't satisfy because A, it's one year, and B, it was done via trade. So fair or unfair, I think that's part of the discussion. Well, I think it's dangerous. I mean, anytime you, you go out, even with a guy like Harper or Machado or any I – mean, would I like to see him go get him? Sure. I mean, I'm a fan, and I, I'm excited to watch those types of players play. Uh, they're exciting. They're great baseball players. Um, would they bring people to the ballpark? Probably. Um, and and the bottom line is they're right now they're what 26 years old. I would not be as excited in the back end of those contracts in paying those kinds of dollars. And they're doing studies every day 
and they would know better than any of us showing what the back end of a 10-year deal looks like. Historically, the back end of 10-year deals do not look good. So that's why you've got to be careful with those deals. I go back also to when we were visiting with John Mosellock um, at the improv shop, and I, I thought your question was a great one, um, which was, are you concerned about a face of the franchise? And I'm yeah. paraphrasing. And John made a great point. Um, he, and he said, he corrected himself, you may recall, when he yeah. said, you know, he said, I, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing again, I want to be very careful how I say it. He said, I misspoke to the writers and to the assembled media in our year-end presser when he said, well, we don't really have one. But he said, I want to really clarify that and say, we do have that guy in Yadier Molina. Um, and we've got him for at least two more years. And I've always been under the contention when Yadi retires, seeing is believing. Mm -hmm. um, after the two years, I've always said, I'll, when he retires, he retires, and that's when we'll see it. Right. You know, whether it's to two years or three or four or five, whatever. But then the next guy, who is that? And you know, is it Nolan Gorman? Is it uh, whoever? I, I don't know. You know, who is that guy? I don't know. Could it be a Bryce Harper or Machado if they ever came here? Maybe. But then, um, is it a guy in the system? I, I don't know. But to your point, you know, you, you want to have a guy, especially in this town, in a baseball town, I think that you could really, you know, sink your teeth into. And, and as a fan, you know, say, even if the team has a down year or a mediocre year, or even if it's a great year, you still have a reason to go to the ballpark. And winning is always going to cure all. Always. I mean, giveaways are great and all those things, and it's fun. Um, but winning is what's going to bring fans to the ballpark. Um, but having one guy that you can go watch and say, I watched that guy play is still a pretty cool fallback. And to me, um, in my time doing the games, it w it's been, you know, for for me as a kid, it was Ozzy, you know. Um, and we've had a few before then, too, that were fun to watch. Uh, certainly Lou Brock and, as a kid, and, and then it was, you know, some some of it was Hernandez and Ozzy and – the, the others, but for others now, it's been Pujols, Molina, and others that we've had, Tim, and and um, and now who's that next guy to carry the right. torch? You know, we've had that here in St. Louis, and I, I do think that's a legitimate question, and it's something that you do, I think, as an organization have to think about. The uh, the Yankees made a move here this afternoon, signing a former Cardinal, Adam Adovino. Uh That bullpen good now, bullpen. how about that bullpen? Uh, let's see if we can do this off the top of my head. Uh, there's a gentleman asked the question about it, actually, so I can just rattle it off. Chapman, Britton, uh, uh, who else on there? Tances. Oh, uh, but Tances is great. And I feel like there's another one that we might not be including. But either way, uh, I mean, we're seeing what a trend shift in the game of baseball over the you last. Got to have a dominant bullpen. I mean, and it's yeah. it's and that now paired with that lineup, uh, that's something else. So then the question to localize it to the Cardinals is. Uh, do you see the Cardinals adding to the bullpen still with... Uh, yes. You do. That's uh, I think it could be, yeah. Uh, and that goes back to your point of... The dominoes falling once yeah. Harper and Machado go? Yeah. The, the, the area I look at, and I could be wrong, but I, I think when you have 200-plus guys as free agents, really there's, there's a lot of things that could fall. Um, first of all, we, we've talked about a lot. There's 10 potential starters right now for the Cardinals going into spring training. I think Alex Reyes is a great, great question mark going into spring training. Where does he fit? 
does he start uh, in the minor leagues, and and is he a guy that you would say, okay, well, that's the guy that you want to make sure that he's healthy once he establishes himself in Memphis? Do you want to control the innings and put him in the bullpen? Does he start a month in Memphis and then comes in your rotation? Do you piggyback him uh, at some point in the rotation? That's a question mark because once that happens, then something else, you know, there's a reaction and then another reaction, right? Um, do you want a veteran starter? Do you want a lefty in your rotation? Is Austin Gomber that guy? Do you like Austin Gomber in your bullpen? Um, what happens to Dominic Leone? He's got options. So that's something to think about. Luke Gregerson is under contract. We haven't talked at all about Luke Gregerson in all the time we've sat here. He's still under contract for the St. Louis Cardinals. So the, the, the amount of guys that they have going into spring training, there's a lot. The other thing we haven't talked a lot about is that where where's the pop coming off the bench? So if Jose Martinez is on your bench and that's a guy that you look at, um, where where does he fall? Okay, um, and Dexter Fowler is a guy that we've talked a lot about. So if Dexter Fowler is your guy, Jose Martinez on your bench, you like the right side of your bench. You might like Jed Jerko coming off your bench from the right side, but where's the left side? Where does that where where's a maybe a left-handed guy and they did acquire a guy that they like, but you got to show it in spring training and if he doesn't, then where do you go? Right. There could be guys that you go get. So those are things that I look at. You know that you'd have to say those are question marks at this point that are legitimate questions going into and some of those things by the way will be asked I think at the winter warm-up this weekend which is I, I kind of like that yeah. at the winter warm-up that's something I enjoy is that a lot of those questions will be asked at the winter warm-up then you get into spring training some of those things are figured out in the first couple of weeks because if you watch closely you see how if you look it's kind of fun you grab a schedule and if you ac- actually look at how they do the bullpens you can start to see how they're looking at what they are looking at in terms of their starters, their bullpens, and then how they're positioning guys every fifth day. And that will tell you what they're thinking, potentially, mm-hmm. who's a starter, who's a reliever, and what they're thinking, might, you know, who might make this team. And that's then you start to figure out what the 25-man roster might be. Yeah, very, uh, very intriguing how that will be discussed this weekend. Uh, and you will be part of the winter warm-up fun and games. Yes, Although the Cardinals sent out an email about two hours ago saying winter warm-up is still on, but they are monitoring the weather closely. Another storm is coming through. Really? Yes. Uh, so let me know about that. I didn't see the email. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I need to know about that. Yeah. So they're, they're so they're I'm keeping leave an eye that on up it. to you. Yeah. I'm gonna hand I'm gonna handle the uh, the weather situation. For I'm on the Cardinal warm-up. caravan too. I know that's what I'm saying. So you'll be traveling around these. Uh, yes, sir. And it could be uh, storms. And you know what the name of the storm is? Have you seen this? On Harper. Social? Yeah. And what do you make of that? Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have spent 10 minutes breaking, breaking that coincidence down. Hey, Mattress Direct makes this program possible. We are only, well, I guess, Dan, we'll both be down in Jupiter next week, but yours is just kind of a... a I'm an in and out like of drop in. Yes. You just like to drop in drop and, in, and talk drop to up. the boys and, yes. and go on your way. Yes. Uh, but we will be broadcasting two shows per week once spring training gets underway, uh, and I believe that you'll get down there like around February 10th-ish, give or yeah. take, right yes. around there. Uh, yeah. So we'll be down there two shows a week, and that leads into the regular season. It's all brought to you by our presenting sponsor, which is Mattress Direct. Uh, you saw Pat McCurran come by here in the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios about a month ago and show us the products he has. They're a great follow on Twitter, at STL Mattress, and so... 
So important is a good night's sleep, and it's one of those things that I don't think until you actually do it, you realize how much of a difference a mattress can make. This is a local company that's able to save you money because they take out the middleman. It's stlmattressdirect.com, the presenting sponsor of the Hot Stove Show with Dan McLaughlin and Tim McKernan, which will be ramping up here with spring training in two shows per week, uh, live for you from Jupiter. So thank you to Mattress Direct and support our sponsors who make this whole thing possible. And that is Mattress Direct, our presenting sponsor, Triad Bank, our viewer chat sponsor, and, of course, Design Air Heating and Cooling, the sponsor of our studios. They are online at designairservice.com. Uh, so, Dan, with regard specifically to Machado and Harper, is this something that you think – it's going to happen within a week, or do you think we're going to be sitting here in two or three weeks and still going, wow, we're in February, and we still don't know where these guys are going to go? I think it's anybody's guess. Yeah. I really do. I, I Who knows? I legitimately thought Harper was going to move at the winter meetings. I legitimately did. And now Being his hometown. And, right. You, you and, know, and you I thought because I thought, the marketplace. We, we also had specifically asked John Mazalak that when he was with us, and he goes, yeah, he does not see what happened in 2017, 2018, repeating in 2018, 2019. And that the teams get itchy, fall. too. Yeah. You know, you, you get to spring training, teams get itchy, things happen. But I, I, I felt that by now we would have this kind of done. Um, I think at this point, though, especially after the news yesterday, you, you would have to think that the teams that do have what you would think would be, uh, lack of a better term, I don't know if you want to call it discretionary income. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just money to play with, right? Of course. Uh, would what the say, Phillies have called themselves. You know, just maybe kind of, uh, you know, give Lozano and, and give, especially Dan Lozano, and just say, hey, we saw the news. We saw the report. We want to just check back in. Where are we? Why not? Yeah. I mean, if you if you have it, and, and if that's true, it's at 175. We want to know where you're at. I mean, Ken Rosenthal was saying that, too. And, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you see right. just to see where it he, would be? I mean, Machado is a – I'm not going to say once-in-a-generational type player. He's a, he's a hell of a ball player. He's a great player. And if that's true with those numbers, why wouldn't you do it? Isn't it – and I don't know. Maybe you would disagree with this, so I will just put the premise out there. Had Manny Machado not been traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers, my thesis is this. The market for him would be greater. Reason being, he would have continued to play out the final three months of the season in obscurity in Baltimore, a team that was horrible, and people would not have become as hip to they have become recently over the last seven oh, yeah. months of the way that he approached things well, in L.A. I, I, let's put it this way. I don't think his postseason helped him. Right. I mean, I, I, I think everybody knew he was a great player. I'm assuming that people would definitely know that there were issues concerning, you know, word gets around. I mean, it's not like, you know, people don't know that uh, there are issues maybe with hustle. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, people know the business mm -hmm. and, and people know they talk. You know, players have the same agents. They talk. Uh, managers and coaches, they talk. But when he did some of the things that he did, I mean, I opened up a lot of eyes. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help whatsoever. Um, and we've seen, like, on the flip side of that, a guy like Carlos Beltran have a postseason for the ages against the Cardinals and turn that into a $100 sure. million dollar contract. You're exactly so, right. You know, let's put it this way. I don't think it helped, though, one bit. And I'm sure it did turn off some front offices and, as we saw, some owners said, 
Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, for sure. I, this is a question regarding over/under win totals, and I don't know how much we've gotten into those. We might have touched on it last week, but the Cardinals, for the record, I like to monitor this stuff. And of course, these are all fluid because once you have uh, moves made, you're going to have the numbers move up or the numbers move down. But the Cardinal win total in Las Vegas right now is 88 and a half, which I believe is tied for sixth in Major League Baseball. Uh, that's a substantial win total, and I and I oftentimes say that I think the overall approval rating for the Cardinals in St. Louis and amongst Cardinal fans, because I realize it's not limited to St. Louis, is actually lower than the approval rating of fans of baseball right. and national media. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's, a, there's some uh, angst among Cardinal fans, whereas around the country and amongst baseball writers and baseball fans are going on wow, the Cardinals got Andrew Miller, but that's added to Paul Goldschmidt. Nobody's improved their team more, and yet here it's like, oh, they're not going to spend money again, and Harper's out there, and they're not doing anything. Right. So you have that dichotomy. But the division this year uh, with win totals, the Cubs are ahead of the Cardinals at 89.5. The Brewers are at 83.5 as we, we speak, and I was surprised to see that be that low. And the Reds are trending up after that trade with the Dodgers. So could the win total in the Central be impacted by the fact that you could have four legitimate contenders for the division. I'm still personally not sold on the Reds because they're starting pitching, but that's exactly what I was saying around this time last year regarding the Brewers. I'm like, yeah, they got a great lineup, but I just don't know who their starters are going to be and who would have guessed that, like Wade Miley and, right. you know, who was the other? Uh, Chassin, right? Yeah, just, Jolice Chassin. Chassin just started dealing. Yes. You know, I would have never foreseen that. So with that all said, could that impact the Central's ability for a wild card spot if you have teams cannibalizing each other? In other words, what is your perspective on the Central? Well, I looked at the schedule today. Um, the Cardinals play Milwaukee so much early in the season, it is crazy. Yeah. And they're on the road a bunch against Milwaukee. I mean, it's like the first month of the season, the Cardinals, I think, have three series against the Brewers or the first like 45 days. We're in Milwaukee three times. Open up the season in Milwaukee, right? Open up the season in Milwaukee. Um, then they're there, I think, within I two think, yeah, weeks. Uh, they're back at Miller Park. So it's a it, the, the first two weeks of the season, the Cardinals will be at Milwaukee in Miller Park. And I think within the first month and a half, the Cardinals are back at Mil- uh, Miller Park. And then um, it's, it's a really unique part of that season in which it's very important to, to handle business against the uh the the the, the uh, brewers by the, by the time april 18th rolls around the three Card- series against the cardinals brewers, will right? have played seven games against the brewers in milwaukee and right. by the time april 25th rolls around uh they will have played 10 games total against the Brewers. Isn't that weird? Isn't that nuts? Because yeah. how many times do you play your division opponents? Is it 18, About 18. 19? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, so that's already, yeah. you're at April 25th, and you've already, and the game's April 24th, uh, the final game in St. Louis, uh, and you've already played 55% of your, your, your game against, your games against a team that you will right. potentially be competing against. So those are important. I mean, those are important games yeah. it's a four-game series there to start off right they don't build in that off day in between the opener and uh the i like game. that well because they, they got the indoor stadiums so exactly they can do it just so do four it. games it's away we go man boom i, I like mean, it you go from playing the marlins for the 30th time down in jupiter to like three days later here we go yes. you know you're playing the brewers four I, games i like that yeah. I, let's just jump let's right go. in let's you know? get get going no off day boom you're playing um 
And then you have the uh, the oddity of having two games against Cincinnati and Mexico. That's kind of unique in April. So you, you've got that. Um, I it's just a it's going to be a competitive Central Division this year. I I do like what Cincinnati's lineup looks like mm-hmm. in that ballpark. No lead will be safe because oh, their yeah. lineup is loaded. Uh, I'm it was with already you. solid. It already just kind of very... some guys who fly under the radar yes. a little, like Scooter Gannett's like, oh, yeah. Suarez. Suarez is a yes. big time. I saw on the MLB Network watching that show, High Stove Show, earlier today, uh, or High Heat, I guess, um, that they were talking about. He was ranked 10th in baseball as a hitter. Oh, yeah. It's like, I feel, like he's better than, I, I feel like he's better than that, but he kind of flies under the radar. Yeah, Votto, Jeanette, Suarez, right. and now you add in. Shebler. I mean, they've got a good lineup. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm not sold on their pitching. Um, Pittsburgh is always kind of tough. You know, they'll, they'll give you some a tough series I there. I mean, now they're kind of being discounted, but keep in mind that on July 31st, they had gotten themselves back yeah. into it to the point that they overpaid for Chris Archer. Right. So that Same was deal. seven months ago. Chicago uh, is going to be tough. And then, obviously, Milwaukee should be tough. So, you know, it, it might be the most competitive division in baseball. So, I, I it, to me, it's going to be a very, very good, fun summer. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, I mean, you saw the American League East last year, and you had the Yankees, by far and away, the, the, the best team as far as the non-division winners. But you know what? You still got to play that one-game playoff, and that's what I like about what baseball does. It emphasizes the regular season. Uh, and rewards division winners. Whether or not people think the divisions are still relevant, it rewards division winners. All right, back into the chat. Let's see what the uh, the word is. Uh, this comes from Kyle, and I think it's pronounced Dingus. Uh, Dingus. Ding- oh, so you know Kyle? Oh, is this from Be Nice? I didn't. I, no, I'm not I was, my... was going to say, Danny, you are the best. You look great. And then I was going to ask for a compliment because I'm very insecure. That's what I was going to do. Do you know Kyle? Oh, sure. You will be probably a teammate of his down at Fantasy Camp. Is that right? Have yes. we already been paired together? Oh, I hope you are. I hope <laughs> I got to no, find actually, out what to do with this. I, I would like you to be, um, let me think. Actually, I hope you aren't teammates. And um, matter of fact, I hope what happens here, and I'm going to end the show on this. Oh, wow. You, yeah. I'm going to end it like right here. Oh, you I, just threw down the yeah. readers. Now I, you this mean is business. A, I, this is a gauntlet here. Which camera do I need to look in? I'll look director, in that camera. floor director, <clears throat> camera one, nurse. Joe Pfeiffer is the uh, camp director. That's right. Uh, Kyle Dingus, uh, he'll be down at camp. <laughs> the readers. You know what? These are Walgreens. <laughs> I don't... I'll get a new pair. I hope you are not. Oh, this one. Okay, I Boy, hope. the floor director This is what is I active. hope. These are many floor directors. <laughs> I hope that... Dingus and you are not teammates, okay? And I hope what happens that you'll be on the mound because I've seen your fastball recently. I haven't it, ever pitched outside a wiffle ball. Just play, play along. along. <laughs> All right, and I hope you're on the mound, and I hope Dingus digs in. And I've seen your fastball yep. play along. Uh-huh. It's up to about 84. It is, 84. 80, yeah, it was about 32 the other day. Right. But it's about 84 because <laughs> right. we've been working hard. We have been. It's been a great workout regiment you've been you on lately. That. Thank you. You look great, by thank the way. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, thank you. And I want one in his ribs. You want uh, me to throw it Kyle I do. Dingus? Yeah, and I want him to take it right in the ribs to the point that he drops to a knee. Oh, my gosh. And I want to see a tear. 
You want me to make Kyle cry. The I man to, just said, Danny, you're the best. You look great. And your response is, Tim, throw and make the man cry. Yeah. And I want to see a tear. Just a... <laughs> the lone tear. If it comes out, it's great. If, if As long as I get a little water. That's all you to, want. Just a little water. It'd be great. So I got to get on the mound and throw yeah. at Kyle. I've uh, been ordered to go out there. You've essentially ordered a hit. It's a hit. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. a hit. I got to dig into this Kyle I can't Dingus do that. Fella. Kyle's a great guy. I love <laughs> He's a fan Kyle. of yours. I love Kyle. He's the best, too. I love I him. I don't know who Kyle is, but either way, he says you look great, and I say the same thing. Yeah, Kyle looks like uh, I just popped him up. He was on Facebook. He's looks a like, wonderful yeah, guy. He looks like a gentleman. Looks like he a is gentleman. a gentleman. We have, we have 69 mutual friends, for He's that a, matter. We need to follow him. All right. Well, I guess I will now. I'm gonna, Kyle, I'm going to... He says He's it's a sad, really. I don't know what that that whole thing well, is. And we're on a text chain, and I always, he always comes up with something. I say, sad, really. That's how I always end it. It's sad, really. Oh, Kyle, he's got a friend request from me. Um, I'd reject that, Kyle, if you want to see the smut that he's a part of. That's but whatever. That was this. offensive. That was a bad. Drop out of it. This is a, uh, I, can, I absolutely condemn, I condemn Sorry, that Tim. statement. But, of course, you are right. Hey, uh, Seth Goldcamp is the sponsor of our studios. That's Design Air. You think Seth cooling. is upset with my Lonzo ball? No. What was it? Not Lonzo. Who's the dad? Lamar. Thank you. Lavar. Oh, Lavar. La- Lamar. With a V. Lavar. 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 I think he's a fan of it. Uh, I had. Trying to make. This? Actually, I'm going to personalize this. Let's see if I can our, get a text our, from yeah, Kyle here. Let's see, see if he's in there. He yeah. Probably is. Um, I uh, I came down to the uh, the home office uh, basement. Uh, I guess this was just yesterday, as a matter of fact. It's and a I'm great like, home office. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. It's Jameson's home office, and it's my home it's office. Great. And I'm like, oh, it's cold down here. What in the world's going on? I thought maybe uh, my wife had altered the uh, thermostat, and she said she hadn't even been down in the basement. And I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong with the furnace. It's freezing outside. 11.57, I text Seth. At 12.30, somebody was here at the house. By 12.50, it Done. was fixed. That's how good Seth he is. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. They are the number one train dealer in the Midwest. Check them out at designairservice.com. Seth Goldcamp and his family have been doing it for generations, and it's great to see so many people getting on board with them because I don't know who's going to do it better in the St. Louis area. It's Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. So the next time we are doing the Hot Stove Show, will we be able to do it from Jupiter? Yeah. I know you're going to be busy as it, as can be next uh you're you're flying on Wednesday and you fly back out on Thursday, Friday. 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 Yeah. Maybe we can do a Thursday. Sure. What I about think, next I think week? I think Nick is going to be videoing the fantasy camp. How about experience. your hands? How do you, how do you feel after the uh, so BP? So how about this? I I was I'm sure you knew this. No. No, no. I watched you, the video, but I. You, you had to be so impressed. I'm sure you forwarded to some scouts. I, I did. And knew that. I, I did. You would. Because it's like, I, oh, I, wow, I, Chomps is throwing 32, and he caught up with a couple of those. And you wouldn't believe the response I got. No, I did. I got a lot of response. I can't tell when you're bluffing. I'm going to call and no, see what I'm the No, I'm serious. Really? A couple scouts. <laughs> The Afton Athletic Association. Kudos 86 team. It was an all-star. I don't want to brag. There's a couple of men's leagues that were really interested in you. So they had to be impressed. Uh, And then Chomps, when I went in there this past week, I know Nick, you weren't Wait a minute, you've done a two-time, two-time heavyweight champion of the world. No kidding. That's right. And I hit well when I think he was throwing, oh, maybe 28, 29. No kidding. And then Chomps, I didn't catch up. And he goes, yeah, I had to kind of get it up to 50. And I'm like, oh. That'll be great if I wasn't catching up with 50. Because I heard last year there was some guy out there throwing 85. Really? Yeah. 
And uh, they did, there's a couple of guys that'll get in there that are just not far removed from college. And the, oh yeah, they'll and let I mean, it rip. Yeah. Well, I've seen some guys in the cage. Oh uh, yeah. Who, who are just? I mean, the ball but, sounds different hey, off their bat. You're fine. I saw it. Very nice video work. Nick's, Great uh, job. Nick's the best in the business. Yeah. So we're trying to get Nick down there um, to uh, to video the fun. This isn't games. a game of trying. You will. Look at you. Yeah, you will. Look at you. Yeah, that's what it's about. I guess because the scouts are going to see how I Yeah, I mean, why would you? Have... So essentially, this is a recruiting video. That's right, what I'm trying to right. say. Absolutely. Hey, there's a 42-year-old guy who got cut from his high school team, and he's 5'2". <laughs> we think we should bring him in. Yeah. And I think Nick's going to have to do some real, real good work on the mm-hmm. video in order to appeal to those people. So I think it's in. we will be down there, uh, and perhaps we can do the Hot Stove Show next Thursday. As Dan, yeah. I know you'll be busy as can be, though. You're doing a million things. Well, we, like we're going to try. Flying in for a round at Seminole or something like no, that. No, no, no. I'm working. Yes, you are down there yes. for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we'll have the fantasy camp. That goes on next week uh, for about five days. And then, Dan, a week later, you will be down there for the uh, fun and games at spring training, a yes, highly sir. anticipated spring training. We'll be doing yep. two shows per week. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Bar I'm Scott. looking forward to it. Can't wait. Thank you to Mattress Direct for being our presenting sponsor, to Design Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring our studios, and Triad Bank for sponsoring our viewer chat line. If you missed any of this, it's up on our respective podcast, Scoops with Danny Mack and mm. the Tim McKernan Show. Listen, anytime you want, and if you missed the Ken Rosenthal interview, uh, I was excited to, to listen to Ken. Did you listen to the whole thing? I listened to the five-minute clip. I didn't know you had to listen to the whole thing. Over, so I'm looking forward to listening to it. I love that because that's the guy. That's a guy I'd really like to talk to since Lozano went after the, the baseball media. So that's up right now in Scoops with Danny Mac, as well. As always, thank you to Pete, Joe, and Nick for producing this fine broadcast and all of our listeners and sponsors. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week from Jupiter, Florida. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.